Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you afraid of the dark? Probably not anymore. I'm thinking that most of us older, over the age of 10 probably no longer need our mom and dad to come into our room and check under our bed for monsters when we go to sleep. You probably don't sleep with a nightlight anymore. But do you remember when you did? Do you remember the terror that you felt whenever your parents turned off that light switch before bed? Maybe you still feel a little bit of that fear now if you're walking through a dark section of Mississauga at night or when you're hiking in the woods and it starts getting dark. Or maybe now you're reminded about that fear of the dark when you put your children to bed and they're now afraid of the dark. So even if you haven't experienced that fear personally, I think we all know at least one person who's afraid of the dark or who was afraid of the dark. Darkness causes fear. Now why is that? Why is the simple absence of light so terrifying? It's because darkness makes us uneasy. Darkness makes us feel helpless. Darkness makes us afraid because anything could be hiding out there in that dark just waiting to jump out and grab us. Darkness makes us afraid. Nobody likes the darkness. That's why we take flashlights and lanterns with us when we go camping. That's why we spend hundreds, even thousands of dollars on electric lights in our houses. That's why we don't like going out by ourselves late at night. Darkness makes us afraid. Usually, no one likes darkness. See, darkness is only good for two things, sleeping and hiding. Now, I'm guessing we all enjoy sleeping, but we don't have anything to hide, right? Every one of us is perfectly willing to have our entire lives put on display in the light of God's word. So who wants to go first? Hmm, I'm not seeing any hands. And I'm not about to raise mine either. See, physical darkness makes us afraid. But spiritual darkness makes us comfortable. We don't mind the spiritual darkness. In fact, we've all spent quite a bit of time sinning in spiritual darkness. And when we look at our lives in the way that we've lived, we're not so willing to show it in the light anymore. We're not so keen on everyone being able to see how we've lived. We don't want God's word and that light to shine on us. We don't want it to show how we've lived, not to others and not to God. Darkness doesn't sound so bad anymore. Darkness makes us comfortable. Darkness can even be fun at times. Our sinful nature loves the darkness. And the Ephesian Christians knew how we feel. See, they too understood what it was like to revel in spiritual darkness and how comforting and nice that could be. So 
so God used the Apostle Paul to write to them the verses of our text for today. Verses that apply to us, too. See, God doesn't want us living in the darkness of sin. He wants us to live in the light of Christ. Reading from Ephesians chapter 5. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Be imitators of God. Now obviously the Apostle Paul is not telling the Ephesians to pretend to be God. There's only one God. There's only one God who can be present everywhere at once. There's only one God who knows everything. There's only one God who is all-powerful. Those attributes can apply only to God and no one else. But there's another attribute that can be imitated. Live a life of love. God wants us to show love. The same kind of love that he has shown us. Well, how did he show us his love? Jesus came as an atoning sacrifice and a fragrant offering for our sins. Jesus was willing to give up everything so that we could be brought into a relationship with God. Jesus sacrificed his very life so that we could be brought close to God, be made members of his family. And that's the kind of love that God wants us to show. God wants us to be willing to sacrifice everything so that they can be brought to the light, so that other people can be brought to the light, the light of the gospel, the good news of what Jesus has done for us. That's the light we need to share. And no matter how much status or pleasure or time or energy we have to give up, that's what we need to do. That's how we imitate God. That's how we live a life of love. But if we're going to bring others closer to God, there are some things that we're going to need to avoid. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. We live in a world of darkness. Sin is all around. Sexual immorality, impurity, coarse language, rude joking, foolish talk, greed, and there are many, many more sins. We see them all the time. And that is the darkness. The darkness of the world. 
Sinners enjoy this kind of darkness. They feel safe, but they're lost. They feel comfortable, but they're blind. See, there's only one way to heaven, and it's through faith in Jesus. It's not through sinning. Anyone who continues to sin is forfeiting the light, forfeiting their heavenly inheritance. They need the gospel. They need to hear the good news of what Jesus has done for them. That's the message we have to share. That's what we need to live. That's how we need to live our lives of love. By bringing people out of that darkness to the good news of Jesus. So how well have we done with that? Jesus loves you. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go look at some pornography. Jesus is your Savior. I'd love to tell you more about that, but I've got to go make some more money. There's this TV that I've been wanting to buy. Why don't you come to church with me? I can tell you that inappropriate joke that I heard. Jesus bleeping loves you, you big bleeper. It sounds ridiculous. But yet, we've all done things similar to this. Whenever we've sinned, whenever we've sinned in a way, no matter how small it seems, we are obscuring the light of the gospel. People aren't going to want to come to Jesus if his followers are sexually immoral or greedy or impure. And no matter how well we, we try and, and downplay it and say, oh, it's, it's no big deal, Jesus still loves you, the reality is, is what people see is darkness. When we don't live like Christians, but tell other people that they should be Christians, it does the opposite of bringing them to the light. It turns them away from the light. People who do these sins, people like us, are not imitating God. They're imitating the devil. And they will share his faith. For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Sin is deadly. Sin is idolatry. No matter how trivial or small it seems, sin always destroys. It turns people away from God. And continued, unrepentant sin kills faith. And without faith, it is impossible to get into heaven. Faith in Jesus is the only way. But when we sin, that darkness can destroy that faith. It's dangerous. It's deadly. And it's idolatry. Now, come on. I only look at really good people every once in a while and, and kind of stare at them for a while. But at least I'm not sleeping around. Sure, a few bad language here and there, a curse word here and there, but, you know, it's, it's really, it's nothing compared to what other people use. 
yeah, okay, so maybe my jokes are a little inappropriate at times, but they make people laugh. How bad can laughter be? I'm not greedy. At least not like those big CEOs who exploit their workers. I'm just trying to make a living. We've all made excuses. We've all tried to justify ourselves to God and to others about that our sin is not too bad. We're not really living in all that much darkness. But the Word of God cuts through all of our excuses. Among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Sin is sin. Even a hint of sin is too much. God demands perfection. Don't sin at all, not even a little bit. See, God is light, and he cannot tolerate darkness, not even a little. We have all embraced the darkness of our sinful nature. We have all enjoyed the darkness of the world and the sin that's all around. We have all lived in ways that do not honor God that are improper for God's holy people. We've been given the mission of sharing the gospel with the world, but so often we're too busy with our own sins to do that mission. Live in the light of Christ? How can we? There's so much darkness in us. We're lost. We're blind. We can't possibly live in the light of Christ. Can we? Now we can. Because Christ's light has shone on us. And it has changed everything. For you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Jesus saw us stumbling around in the darkness. He saw the wrath of God hanging over our head. He saw that on our own we had no chance of getting the inheritance of heaven. So Jesus intervened. He shone the light of his grace on our hearts and gave us faith and changed everything. See, there was no hint of sexual immorality or impurity or greed in Jesus' life. There was no foolish talk or coarse joking when he lived on earth. Jesus lived perfectly. 
He imitated his father perfectly. He used every moment of his life to point people to God, to bring them into a relationship with him. And he was willing to sacrifice everything to make it happen. Jesus shone the light of the gospel. Not by telling people they needed to work harder, but by covering them with his perfection. That's how Jesus gave light. And he's given that same light to us. He has covered us in his perfection. He has taken our sins to the cross. And there he bore the wrath of God. The wrath that was hanging over our heads, Jesus suffered when he suffered our hell and our death. And he paid the price. And Jesus rose so that someday we too will rise and spend eternity in heaven in the light of God's presence. Jesus has given us faith. There is no more darkness inside us, only the light of the gospel, light that Jesus has given us by his life, his death, and his resurrection. And now we have that good news to share with the world. Now we can live in a way that imitates God because Jesus has made it possible. Christ shone on you. You were lost, but Jesus found you. You were blind, but Jesus has given you eyes of faith. You were headed to hell, but now your inheritance is heaven. We are children of light, not darkness. Our lives are no longer filled with sexual immorality or impurity or greed because they are instead filled with goodness, righteousness, and truth. We no longer have any reason to engage in the fruitless deeds of darkness like coarse joking or foul language because now we'd rather live in the light of Christ and live in a way that points people to our Savior, Jesus. Now we can imitate God by living lives of love. Jesus is the light of the world. He came to give us that light, to rescue us from darkness. And now he wants us to share it. Because there are a lot of people who still need it, who are still lost. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There was a young teenage Christian boy who wanted to make some money. There was a car that he wanted to buy, and so he did some work and, and looked for the most high-paying job that he could find. And it turned out that would be working as a crew, a, a crew on a fishing ship in Alaska. 
So the boy, very excitedly, went and told his father about this job that he wanted. But his father had some reservations about it. See, not only would this job make three months where this son was not really going to be seeing or talking to his family, but those fishing ships had a reputation. They had a reputation for having crews that were notoriously mean and foul-mouthed and immoral. And the father was sure that those crews wouldn't take too kindly to his Christian son. But despite his reservations, the father eventually lets his son go. And after three months pass, the son returns, seemingly no worse for the wear. My son, how did it go? What was it like being a Christian living surrounded by unbelievers? And the son smiled and said, it was easy. I just made sure that nobody knew I was a Christian. How easy it is for us to slip into that kind of mindset. It's easy for us to want to shrink back into the darkness of the world. Instead of standing out, instead of letting our faith shine to everyone, we're always more inclined to shrink back. But God has given us his word. The light of Christ has shone in our hearts and given us faith. And he has forgiven us for the times we have failed. And now he empowers us to let that light shine boldly and brilliantly. We deserve hell, but have been given heaven. We deserve death, but have been given life. We were enemies of God, but have been made family. That kind of gospel, that power, motivates us. It empowers us to share it. Be very careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. What is the Lord's will? 1 Timothy 2.4 tells us, God our Father wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. We have been saved. We have been given faith. But there are millions of people out there in the world today who are still living in darkness. They haven't seen the light of Christ. They haven't heard the gospel that we know. They are stumbling around in darkness. And if we don't do something, they're going to stumble right to hell. And God doesn't want that. So he sent us. Not in our own strength, not by ourselves, but with the light of his gospel so it can shine in their lives too. We can share that light with everyone who is still blind with everyone who is still lost. But that doesn't mean we have to quit our day jobs and spend all our time preaching on street corners. We could do that, but we don't have to. What we do need to do is make use of every opportunity that we have to share the gospel with those who need to hear it. So it doesn't mean a change in occupation, 
It does mean a change in how we live. Don't identify with the darkness anymore. Don't indulge in all kinds of selfish, foolish sinning. Live for the Lord. Live like you have been saved from death and hell. Because you have. The gospel of Christ, the good news of Jesus, our Savior, is a beautiful thing. And when we let it change how we live and how we talk and how we behave, people notice. And it's a beautiful thing. How come I've never heard you using bad language? How come you don't sleep around like everyone else? Why don't you laugh at those inappropriate jokes that everyone else finds so funny? How come you don't enjoy that juicy story that I told about our coworker? How come you are always filled with thankfulness and joy, even when things go wrong? See, people notice when we're acting differently. They notice when the light of Christ is shining through us. They want to know what makes us different. So they ask. And that gives us opportunities to tell them. Jesus makes me different. I'm a sinner just like you. I don't deserve heaven any more than you do. But Jesus has booked a room for me. Jesus has saved me. He's forgiven me and he's done the same for you, friend. It's all right here in the word. Let me show you what I mean. We live in a world of darkness. Sin is all around. We used to be blind and lost in that sin, but no more. Christ has shone on us. He has forgiven us. He has saved us. And now he shines through us. The faith that we have is meant to be shared. And that's what God commands us to do. And he gives us the strength to do it. See, now Christ's light shines through us. Now we are filled with thankfulness and take advantage of every opportunity to tell people why. Jesus is our Savior. That light gives us hope. That light gives everyone hope. So let's cling to it. And let's share it. Let's let the light of Christ shine out from this church and from every person in it. Jesus is our Savior. He is the light. Let's share it. Amen.